This is Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Education Matters and part one in a new series of special episodes that we're calling A Legacy of Education. I'm Katie Olmsted, part of the communications team for the Ohio Education Association, and I come from a family of educators. My mom was a teacher for 40 years. Both of my sisters are teachers now. I have a brother-in-law who was a teacher too. And although I'm the odd one out in my family because I'm not a teacher, my family is certainly not unique. A passion for education seems to run in families. And it's not that uncommon to hear about educators who have followed in a parent's footsteps into the education profession. It truly is a family legacy. We'll be talking to several different families throughout the rest of this season of Education Matters, all with different stories to tell, all at different places in their careers. And up first, a conversation with James and Rebecca Jessen. Rebecca Jessen has taught at Vermilion High School for 20 years and has been a leader in her local association for decades. Her daughter, James, is an aspiring educator getting started in the education profession. When we spoke to the Jessens, James was only about a month into her first semester at Ashland University where she's studying art education. But even if she's just starting out in her college courses, teaching and unionism have been in James's blood her entire life. Let's take a listen. Rebecca and James, thank you so much for coming together with me uh, through the magic of Zoom, so we're all in the same place, at least virtually, to have this important conversation. It sounds like the educator lifestyle is something that was really strong in your family. Uh, Absolutely. This is Rebecca, and uh, absolutely, I have no fewer than six aunts and uncles that are teachers. And I always wanted to be a teacher. Um, And I taught at the university level before the high school. But once I got to the high school, I've been teaching high school for 20 years. And in my very first year, another member of the local union leadership said to me, you would be a really good building rep. And 20 years later, I was president for over a decade. And I have bargained contracts and done pretty much everything there is to do. Um, And it's been really an integral part of my career being in union leadership. And James, you're an aspiring educator at Ashland University now, but your mom says that you have basically been a union member for 18 years now. Yeah, that's true. Um, I have basically been to so many union meetings, just, you know, sitting in the background with my mom growing up as she's leading a whole discussion about something or other while I'm, you know, reading a book or doing homework or something like that. So which came first, your desire to enter into that union family as an adult or your desire to become an educator? Um, I'd say that throughout high school and towards the end of middle school, I was starting to think about a career choice and I immediately knew I have to do something in the arts. I have to do visual art. There's nothing else that I can do as a career that will make me happy. Like 
I feel as though I should be able to do that regularly in a career. And so I started thinking of career paths with my mom, like as the years went on and we were talking about it and talking about it, I thought about going into library sciences, working at museums or something like that. And I just, I kept thinking about it and nothing really actually appealed to me very much. And then around 10th grade, I'd say, I said to my mom at some point, we were driving the car, I was like, wouldn't it be so great if I could just be a teacher, be an art teacher? And she was like, why can't you? And I guess I kind of just assumed that I wouldn't get a job, but I feel like thinking about it, it's the only thing that I'd ever really want to do. Um, I'd say my desire to be an educator really came first. Um, I think the union stuff is really, really important, but I think that my passion to be an educator really came in high school and towards the end of that. And Rebecca, what was it like for you when you heard her say, well, why can't I, or wouldn't it be great if I were an art teacher? I guess I had never heard that before. And I distinctly remember this conversation. Um, James and I live 45 minutes away from school. So we spent a lot of time in the car together. And I can't see because it's an audio only podcast, but James just rolled her eyes so yes, far back did. in her head about that. He <laughs> did. A lot of car time. And James stayed a lot in late nights at school through executive meetings and board meetings and everything else. And, you know, I said, what do you mean? Why can't you be a teacher? And she said, well, there won't be any jobs for our teachers. And I think, you know, the pandemic and our current political situation has really expanded opportunities for young people um, to get into education really in any field. And I said to her, let's do that. If that's, what's going to make you, you know, happy. I, I haven't heard this from you yet. And that was a great moment for us because we could move forward with that in mind in planning her future. Do you think James is going to be a great teacher? I think James is already a great teacher. Um, I get asked an awful lot, why do you do all these things with the union? It takes so much time. And why would you want to do that? And it's exhausting and phone calls come at midnight and things like that. And I reflect on that question often. And my answer to that is always, I cannot stand to see people with power step on those who don't have it. And that's my driving force always. And I will say this, James Jessen is uh, not the person that needs to be on the center of the stage. She has never wanted to be right out front, but when someone who is marginalized or has lacks privilege um, or is on the sidelines is stepped on, James Jessen becomes 10 feet tall and she will rage in defense of that person. She will ride into battle swinging her sword. And it is awesome to behold. It really is. And I know that she is going to champion her students just that way. And setting aside the art, which she is an incredible artist, 
she really just makes a huge connection with young people and has spent a lot of time volunteering in younger classrooms. And just, I like to say that as a teacher, you really need to have what I call with itness. You need to be able to run the room. And James has it, and I have seen it, and my colleagues have seen it and just told me she's going to be incredible. I just know it. I believe that. I love hearing how proud you are of James and how much you believe in James. James, is the feeling mutual? I mean, what's it like for you seeing what your mom has accomplished over her career? Um, well, I'd say that in general, um, having a teacher mom was like definitely an experience that few really have, especially having Becky Jessen as um, their teacher mom. Um, you know, lots of, lots of awkwardness being in the classroom, but um, you know, and you know, just, just who she is, lots of, lots of, lots of mom slash daughter fights and whatnot, but you know, we get along okay. Um, I think that regardless of any of that awkwardness, I think it's been a great opportunity and experience watching one of the pros. Um, I'm a very right brain person and I don't really, I haven't growing up been very good at managing tasks and getting things done. It's been hard for me, but because I had such a good influential type A personality, left-brained person managing me, um, you know, it, it, it was good to watch her do what she did. Just the way that she teaches and the way she interacts with her colleagues and her, um, her bosses and all of that. Um, I'd say that me and my mom are really different people fundamentally, but um, I think I've learned a lot of stuff from her. And I think she's even learned a few things from me. So um, overall, really good experience growing up with a teacher parent. And I really appreciate her. Thanks, kid. It sounds like your personalities complement each other very well. Um, James has rolled her eyes again. So uh, (laughs) it sounds like you got some yin-yang things going on here. Very different people who come together in a way that I think is, is really beautiful, at least as an outsider looking in on it. Would you want to emulate your mom's style as a teacher or is this something where you're looking at the way she teaches and saying, I got this my own way, mom? I'd say that, you know, a lot of when being asking, asked questions that kind of like that, um, I feel like there's never a yes or no answer to that. Um, especially because me and my mom are so different. I mean, she's teaching biology and I'm teaching, you know, art, but, um, I'd say that there are a lot of things and a lot of styles that my mom kind of has and methods that she uses that are really important and really strong. And, um, overall she's a really good teacher. I mean, I'll, I'll come out and say it. I mean, like there are teachers that, I mean, don't do a whole lot, but (laughs) my mom does a lot. Like she's never, 
sitting down in class. She's like always up running around the classroom. And I think that's something that I want to emulate. Um, there are a lot of lessons that she's taught that um, she's just good at it. Um, on the other hand, I'm teaching like art and stuff. So I think, I mean, I can't think of anything specifically, but there are things that I won't do exactly the way she does. But I think there are lots of things that she does that I do want to emulate. It's a mixture. Rebecca, do you have advice for James? Whew. Um, gosh, I feel some days I feel like she's already got it all figured out. Um, I think as a teacher, you just have to be really open to the reality. And I think she's already kind of touched on this, that it takes all kinds. There's not one good way to be a teacher and we all like our own way, but there's lots of different kinds of kids. And so there have to be lots of different kinds of teachers. And, uh, I think she knows that. I think she's going to be terrific. And I think that um, my only advice would be stay organized. (laughs) (laughs) I've got. I try. (laughs) Is there a level of resilience that you think is required, especially for early career educators, and especially right now um, with our political climate where our, our public schools are sort of in the crossfire for culture wars that have nothing to do with our kids. There's a lot of scapegoating for educators and a lot of accusations about things that are just not happening in our schools. What would you tell James about how to survive that and to thrive for her students? I would say that you really have to see your union membership as your family and your team, and you need to surround yourself with those people and rely on them. You need to participate in the process. It is much too easy for teachers and every other profession to stand on the sidelines and say, this isn't right, that isn't right. We have to participate, we have to vote, we have to be involved at the ground level and on up. And when we do that, we have a voice in the situation. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on out there, but like everything else, there's a flavor of the month and what is hard right now will be different next year. And there's always another school year and there's always another set of students and you will make it through this one and then it'll be something different. It never is boring. That is for sure. James, do you have any hesitation about entering this workforce? Uh, knowing the situation? Clearly, um, a lot of a lot of people are saying what you guys are saying. Um, you know, the political climate is crazy. Everything's crazy. Um, but something that one of my professors said pretty recently um, that I really think is important to keep in mind is that education goes hand in hand with society, and it always will. Um, I think that it's always crazy. There's always something going on. I mean, I'm going to do like what I want to do regardless of what's going on. I think politically and socially, I think I should be able to choose the career I want to do, even if things are weird. 
you know, I think that's, that's my basic opinion on that. I think that methods in education and what we do is going to have to change a lot and has changed a lot through hundreds of years, depending on what society looks like. And I don't don't know if I'm right or wrong with that, but I feel like it's pretty correct. Rebecca, do you want uh, James to be an educator in this environment? Do you wish you could change that for her? Well, a whole heck of a lot has happened in the last couple of years. And really at the speed of light, you know, there's something to be said for trial by fire. I am hoping that, you know, James just started her program in education four weeks ago. She's a freshman. And uh, I'm hoping in the next four years that things will smooth out a bit. But the reality is that children will always need to be educated. And James has a passion for art and she's already a great teacher. And I think she has a lot of growth, of course, to do and a lot of things to learn. But I have a lot to learn. That's for sure. I would never say to my child don't seek your passion and don't do what you're good at because it's too scary. Because I have never met stronger, scarier people than teachers. And I think that we can take on anything. I truly do. And I think if she surrounds herself with colleagues and really makes those connections, and this is true as an undergrad as well, right? Surrounding herself with people who will be her colleagues and will be her mentors. She is going to really have as soft a landing as any new teacher can. That workforce, one person stronger with James in there, just one more voice standing up to, to do what's right for our students. Very true. Rebecca, James, thank you so much for sitting down with me and sharing your stories. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks a lot. Do you have a story you'd like to share here on Education Matters? Please send us an email at educationmatters@ohea.org. You can connect with the Ohio Education Association anytime on social media, too. We're at OhioEA on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll share more Legacy of Education episodes over the next several weeks and months here on Education Matters, as well as conversations on a huge variety of other topics. New episodes drop every Thursday. And you are welcome to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora, you name it, we're there. You just have to find us and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode in the future. Until next time, stay well.